2: I am back once again, it's time to talk about B-movies and our love of said B-movies. That's right, my name is Mal, and this is, of course, the long-running Slow Robot A-Go-Go, show 303 for those of you keeping track at home, and I know you are. And if you're not, you should be. A little chart of all the ones we've done. That's not true, no one would ever do that. I don't even do that. Ah, yes. So, had a pretty good week. Watched a bunch of movies. Some not B-movies. Some B-movies. Some educational. Wow. Then, uh, I did The Unthinkable, of course. It's a two for this week. So, uh, I'm gonna start out. I'll go over the movies I watched. And then there's gonna be a small segment on, of course, The Room. Which everyone's... Hey, I did The Room. Oh my god, The Room. Hey, did you do The Room? Oh, I watched The Room. So that's gonna be one segment... And then I'm going to uh, finish the show off with our uh, with the 1973 classic Fox Style, which is kind of a rarity. That's an odd one. It's not a uh, I was gonna say it's not a black exploitation movie, but it it wants to be. I guess I don't even know. I will, will. that's the third segment. I'm I'm look at how far I'm jumping ahead. My God, I'm 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 un- I'm I have no rules. I'm, I'm just going crazy. Uh, let's not do that. Alright, what did I watch this week? This week of course I watched uh I watched Deadpool, which uh I hadn't seen that I saw it once and I thought it was very funny. I was really worried about that one. I thought the snark factor was gonna be too much for me, but that character and Reynolds it worked. And I laughed a lot and I hadn't seen it since like maybe I think I I think I watched it, then rented it again and watched it, and then I hadn't touched it since then. That was, you know, whenever right when it came out, so then I know they're gearing up for Deadpool two, and I was like, "Well, okay," and I watched that one. That's actually one I'm probably going to end up buying. Um, it's a funny movie, and you know, and it's I didn't know much about the character, and I really worried about it. sometimes when a character is like that brash, snarky kind of like uh, wants to be like Ash from Evil Dead. It's too much, like you know, like Bruce Campbell pulls it off because. He has a charm about him, but sometimes if they're super, super like self-indulgent and self-aware, it, it gets to be too much. But this one was very funny. I'm hoping Deadpool too uh, carries on the same, the same uh, kind of jokes and this game, same kind of thing. It was really lighthearted and fun, and I, and I liked it quite a bit. And then I watched Wreck It Ralph, uh, the Disney classic. Uh, I liked it. Of course I liked it. I love video games. I love pinball machines. I mean, that that's my world. And, uh, Disney, Pixar, no, that was a, was it Pixar? Oh, should do some research before I click record. Um, I just know it was Disney's Wreck-It Ralph. I liked it a lot. Uh, then, oh my god, I did the unthinkable. I watched Batman Forever. Then I watched Batman and Robin. You remember those? Oh my God! They are. I can't. I. I, I had. I. Saw, you know. I saw them in the nineties, and it was the nineties. It was crazy. You know, things were wacky back then. It was funny. People had pagers and beepers and, you know, baggy pants, with chains and shit all over them. But then another. You know, and and you go, oh, they, they they were just whatever they were. And I watched them, and I was like, holy shit! First of all. I'm pretty sure the director has some kind of psychotic... He wanted to do porn. Like, he wanted to do gay porn, I think. And, and, and Good on you. I'm not saying that's bad. But Batman's for, like, kids. Not for, you know, nipples and junky cod pieces and, you know, latex asses everywhere. I think there was a dick in the, every shot. Just somewhere in the back. I, I don't know. I was like, oh my god, this person has... A, Schumacher has a psychotic... He, he has a mental problem. But uh, yeah, they are terrible, and they are. I didn't remember them being that terrible. You know, they had uh, they got you know, Tommy Lee Jones, and you have Ace Ventura in there. That's funny. Ace Ventura is a good guy. He was at the height of his of his Jim Carrey and Ventura ish. And then you know the other one has Schwarzenegger. Love love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uma Thurman, and I was like, oh my god, I think Uma Thurman's a bad actress, actor. I say actress I'm I'm unclear on the whole thing with that I actor and actress I know every I know it's like all actor I know like I can say like actor is for everyone and I I don't know I don't know if I'm being on PC by saying that and I don't don't care really but uh yeah so Uma Thurman and it was terrible and 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 guy my god it was all they were those two movies are so bad I, I didn't realize it. Like sometimes, like you know, you see something from that time period, and you don't ever revisit. And you're like, eh, I don't know. You know, they had, they had, they had You know, they had, Burger King had cups out for them. How bad could it be? Oof, they were bad. They're on Netflix. So I would suggest if you like pain, and I know you do, because you're listening to Slow Robot. Uh, yeah, go back and watch those, and you're gonna be like, holy shit, how did this happen? Uh, and I don't know, you know. And then I watched National Treasure, cause I don't know. My my mom moved up to Alaska, and I, I raided her DVD drawer. It has all this like she has like all that Marvel, like all the superhero movies and Thor and Captain America, like everything. She's all these Blu-rays, and I was like, and, and I saw uh, National Treasure. And I was like, one and two, and I was like, eh, I haven't seen them for a while. And they're okay. I don't know. It wasn't great, but I didn't hate it, you know. It wasn't Batman, um, and then I watched Singularity, which was an interesting movie. That was one that got a lot of hate. I think I, I, after I watched it, because I, I didn't remember or know anything about this movie, I was like, okay, whatever, sci-fi and future and robots and you know jo- John John and then, John Cusack? yeah, know. Uh, you know, and it just I was like, well, yeah, whatever, how you know, who knows? Well, let's we'll see what this is. And then um, and I watched it, I was like, meh, okay, it was alright, you know, it was sci-fi-ish, and it was a robot dude and some chick, no nudity, it was PG-13, uh, lots of plot holes, but who cares, you know, it's one of those things, and, uh, and I got, went online and I was like, oh wow, this thing got trashed, like a lot of, you know, 4.3 out of 10, you know, kind of a thing. I didn't hate it that much, but it was one of those that's, I won't remember ever seeing it, like in two weeks. Someone will walk up and they'd be like, "Hey, Mao, did you, did you see Singularity?" i will be like, "I don't know. What, what was that?" And they'll be like, "Oh, it's about this robot kid, and he's, you know, he's with a chick, and, and he doesn't know he's a robot." And I'll be like, "What do you mean, like like Ter- Terminator, Sega Genesis? I saw that. I don't. I, I. And then you know, then Sonic with the rings because it's the '90s. And then they'll be like, "What you you're?" Then they're gonna be like, "I think your brain's short circuiting." And I'll be like, "Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't. I'm not." Uh, I'm not smart, uh, so... Yeah, so Singularity. Enjoy it, and then then forget it. And I watched 808, The Heartbeat That Changed Music. And that was all about the Roland 808. And if you don't know what the Roland 808 is, go get yourself mm, two CDs from uh, hip-hop from the 90s. And that's all you'll need. That's, that's the Roland 8- 8- 808. It's basically this synthesizer that... Like a drum machine, you know... Uh, that's very famous. It's on a ton, a ton of. And it, when you watch this, you're like, oh my god, this is on like every album since, since 1984 or whatever the hell they said, whenever they, they came out. It was a good documentary because I really, I really dug it. They, they, they were, you know, they're showing all this stuff and, and it, but all those bands. And as soon as you heard that, and like that fake, like, kind of cymbal-y hi hat, and then like the subs and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, this is every N.W.A. Every 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 album from the late '80s to through the '90s of electric rap hip hop anything you know even like Phil Collins every every single album has that '88 in it and you're like huh if you had like one like you should buy just buy like ten of those and then like clean them up and you'd probably be a millionaire and it's, it's more than Bitcoin I think because apparently they are uh, well received you know even the Beastie Boys and like a lot of these guys are coming, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, remember that this album in the '80s?" And I was like, "No, I don't remember, but whatever, I believe you." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, I, I it was me, and we did the whole album on the '808." And you're like, "How the hell do you do that?" And you just, and then some guy bought one that was this famous, like, was it Marvin Gaye? Who gives a shit? Some famous album that was like this hook was, it was still in this. Programmed into this eight oh eight, so this guy's like, "Yeah, I bought it at some pawn shop, and I brought it home, and I plugged it in, and I hit this, you know, the first button, and it was this hook from this Marvin Gaye album, or from or whatever, like you know, or like I'm saying, whatever it was." Uh, you know, and I like how I'm talking so like, oh, that documentary was so great, yet I can't remember a goddamn name, and you know, you're like, ugh, old age. Wait, 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 folks! If you're younger than me, whew, old age is a harsh maiden you're happy to still be alive in the morning, but you kind of forget shit. So, you know, it, it, but it was neat, because you're watching that, and then you fall down the rabbit hole, of, well, if you like that, you're going to love this one, and then I watched some documentary about, uh, the Murder City Devils, which I liked, and I thought no one ever knew who they were, but then it turns out that they opened up for Pearl Jam or something, I was like, well, then everyone knows who the hell they are. I just didn't know who they were. I dig them. Uh, the documentary didn't make me like or or hate them one way or the other. I was kind of like, okay, well, that, there they are and whatever, I guess. So that's it for this week. Then, uh, you know, I did a, I kind of really, I had a bunch of uh, shirt stuff. I had a, I, I do a, I have a screen printing side business, the Daddy-O's Screen Printing. You can find it online, Daddy-O's Screen Printing. Is Daddy-O's Silk Screening? Holy shit, I don't even know my own, yeah. It's Daddy-O's Silk screen. Just type it the Google, it, it'll come up. And it's it's a it's a broken, shitty website. I'm I'm trying I'm working with my web webmaster and trying to make it like not suck. Uh, but I, but anyway, so I do these shirt orders. So like a lot of times I'll do one of those and it'll kind of knock me out, and then I just uh, you know then I'll just watch Mystery Science Theater the next day. It's just kind of like that's my I think that's like my comfy. That's not, that's like my whooby, like my little comfy blanket. I, I've watched them so long, for so many years. I think it's where I hide. From like change, like when change, like everything in my life kind of been upheavaled. You know, my pops died a couple of years ago, and my job went away because they shifted to India. <laughs> Who knew they made coupons in India now? <laughs> well, my company. Then they said you you don't have a job anymore, and then you leave. And I said, well shit. So then I got a new job. You know, and I mean like like upheaval you know, kind of hits you, and then you're like I I noticed I've been watching more and more like old mystery science theater, just kind of like I think I just need. Things that I know, like like I, I, I you don't even have to intently watch him. He's kind of, you know, you just watch me like, ah, oh, okay, this, I'll be all right. You know, bills are getting paid and, and Mystery Science Theater is still on TV, so it's okay. I'll I'll make it. You know, all right, let's go to some trailer break and then let's let's talk about the room. I don't know what I'm going to add to this, which is one of the reasons I was kind of like, I don't know if I should do it. Uh, we'll, well okay. Here's some trailers. And then, when you come back, it's time. Yikes.
1: Now I swear, the next one of you primates
2: even touches me.
1: Got a minute? Dig this case. A pretty beach town suddenly seized by trouble, big trouble, like a well-shaped high school girl mysteriously missing. Then there's a minister with very funny hang-ups. Add a psycho copping stuff from a coffin. Happens to be a million dollars in dope. And now it's time for murder. Number one, number two, and almost set for number three. Some week, huh? Well, when the hurt gets that heavy, there's one cat who can help. They call him Black Eye. And baby, he's the best. Black Eye's a canned cop turned private detective. And he just loves a case where the fuzz have failed. He's got one now. But it just might blow his own cool for keeps. That whole mean hunt rips onto the screen in Black Eye. Think of it as a movie with muscle. Fred Williamson stars as the hot crime hunter and Rosemary Forsyth as the pretty part of his case. Black Eye, something else. From Warner Brothers rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
0: Unbelievable!
1: Wow! That's incredible! I'm better when I'm drunk.
0: It's happening, it's wild, and it's now. It's the Fonda Festival of Motion Picture Entertainment. Three big hits starring that easy rider, Peter Fonda, in three completely different roles. In The Wild Angels, Peter tangles with the real McCoy, the Hells Angels of Venice, California. In Spirits of the Dead, he joins with Brigitte Bardot, Alain Delon, and Terence Stamp in recreating one of Edgar Allan Poe's most terrifying tales. In The Trip, Peter teams with Dennis Hopper and Susan Strasberg for a dramatic journey into the weird world of the psychedelic. It's a complete Fonda Festival. The Trip, Spirits of the Dead, and the classic The Wild Angels, all in color. Don't miss the many moods of Peter Fonda in The Fonda Festival. Three memorable Peter Fonda hits on one program. Rated R.
2: Hey, want to hear
0: the most annoying sound in the world? (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe wrote Spirits of the Dead with a pen dipped in warm blood. You will see the ultimate in terror with this important all-star cast. Brigitte Bardot, Alain Delon, Jane Fonda, Terence Stamp, and Peter Fonda in Edgar Allan Poe's Spirits of the Dead. Only Poe's demented genius could bring to the screen such horror and evil. Spirits of the Dead stars Brigitte Bardot, Alain Delon, Jane Fonda, Terence Stamp, and Peter Fonda. Directed by three masters of the cinema. Federico Fellini, Louis Malle, and Roger Vadim. Spirits of the Dead is an adventure in terror beyond your wildest nightmares. Spirits of the Dead in color is rated R.
1: It's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, the Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs>
2: Alright. Now we are back. I wouldn't try and go to see the Peter Fonda Festival. I I I don't think they're that's live anymore. Okay, now, on to the room. I'm gonna start by saying the most the biggest disclaimer I can possibly say. If you're listening if you're listening to this, you might be... No. If you're listening to this as, like, information about the movie, there's way, way better discussions out there about the room. This is a movie. I, I'm i going to talk about it, about my, my impressions of it, my what I think or don't think about it, and that's going to be it. Like, sometimes... When I talk about movies, especially like the older B movies, I really like to bring, you know, information and cool stuff and like interesting stories and because that's like cool, interesting stuff. I don't think there's anything cool or interesting about this movie, and I, and that's maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe I don't get it. I don't, sometimes you just don't get it. You know, some people hate Rocky Horror Picture Show. Some people hate uh, Death Race Two Thousand. One of my favorite movies. And 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 you know, and I'll defend Death Race 2000. I'll talk about some of the layers and some of the like the subtext that's built into that movie. And maybe I see it where no one else sees it. You know, maybe I, because I've watched that movie, I've watched it all the time, and I've watched it from when I was a 16 year old kid when I first found that thing through now. And maybe, and it's kind of one of those movies. This is talking about Death Race 2000, the original one. Uh, it's probably one of those things where because it's been with me so long and because I've seen it so many times, I know it. I know the characters. I've built, I've created subtext that might not even be there. You know, why certain pages why would that character act that certain way? And, and this is really just a stupid B-movie. So maybe this, the room, is that for a lot of people that I just don't get. So I'm... I'm bashing people if they like The Room. This is one of those movies, because I was going to do a twofer for, for Troll 2 and The Room, because both of them have this huge cult following, and they have documentaries about them, and oh there's lines of people talking about how great The Room is and how funny and fun that Troll 2 is, and boy, this is really neat. And you watch it, and you're like, wow, this is a piece of shit. And why, why is it, you know, and you know, this is, The Room is the one that people laugh at. You watch this acting and you watch this dialogue. Somebody wrote that dialogue and you're like, "Holy crap. It's it's like I like it if if uh, if an alien was watching Earth from a telescope and said, "I'm going to write a story about how people talk because they have no concept." And you know, and that's what this is. This whole movie is just this the story is simple enough. It's a guy who loves a woman. The woman bangs around. Guy kills himself. Oh, spoiler alert! Okay, and and that's okay. You know that's that's a f- that's that story is is a powerful romantic love story that could be a thing. The joke is how these the dialogue and how it's acted and how these how these the people in this movie how they talk. It's like it's like if I walked up to a stop sign and said, "Hey, you stop sign, throw me that football." And then, and then the stop sign wouldn't say anything, I'd be like, ha, 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 you really got me that time. And then you walk away, and that would be a scene, end scene. Perfect. Print. Cut. And, you know, and, and but, and that's fine. And, and if you want to laugh and just get drunk with your friends and laugh at a movie, but then I don't need to see a documentary about how something's so great and funny and how it's such a... People saying it's a good movie, and you're like, look, ironic hipster. Cut that shit out. There's no, you don't need. There's no need for that. You know, like sometimes people say something's good or funny or cool just to be that guy. Look how edgy that guy is. Look how he's, he's, he, he sees something. Maybe you don't, man. You're not on his level, man. Stop it. That just, just stop it. This, th- there is no reason <laughs> for this cult. The cult following of this should be hey, let's get drunk or high and watch this stupid movie and laugh our ass off because it's terrible. There's tons of movies like that. Sharknado 12 or whatever the hell they've done. The Room. The Room 2, which I'm sure is coming after Samurai Cop 2. Though it'll be a double bill. You know, like, it's like Samurai Cop. That's a that's a perfect example of a movie somebody released, you watch it, and you just, you're like, oh my god. First you watch it because you're in shock because it's terrible. Then you watch it a second time because you're like, this is freaking hilarious. Like, and, it's in, and it's funny and endearing because it's just like, holy shit, look at this thing. And that's what the room should be. But then you start seeing some of the people coming out of the woodwork def- like saying, oh, this is really a great movie. And you're like, no, it's not. There's not one thing great about this movie other than you laugh a lot when you watch it. And it's not a comedy. But whatever, uh, you know. Again, you know, directed by Tommy Wisau. That's how I'm saying it. It's W I S E A U. Wisau. Wisau. Sure, whatever. It's directed by, written by, starring, edited by, music by, uh, everything in the world by Tommy Wisau, who just this guy who funded this movie and liked it and thought it was uh, great and, um, you know, literally my synopsis of it was just that he's this hes this guy who's always like he loves his girlfriend Lisa there's like four or five sex scenes with her where they're just grinding and writhing around and she's pretty naked so that's alright you know she's pretty and uh and he's, and it's in San Francisco cause that's, so that's kinda cool looking at that I don't know when was this out though no, this is out in 2003 something tells me this was shot late 90's cause there's a lot of acid washing and high pants and that kind of stuff I don't think the early two thousands had these fashions I'm seeing. Looks like the first season of Friends. Woof, and uh, you know, and then you know, so he and he, they. It's all set in San Francisco, and you know, and it's all about the treachery of his girlfriend. Like his girlfriend is this is this rotten lady. He loves her so much. He's always showering her with gifts and having sex with her, but then she's like, oh, and she's says things to her like her mom's like you should marry Johnny he's a good guy and then she goes into this tirade about marriage isn't about love I hate your father but who cares and he has money and he's and you have a house and you're like wow that's just terrible and then uh, and she's like well Tommy beats me he doesn't and, and I'm gonna uh, I love somebody else so she's banging around with some other dude Mark fr- oh hi Mark you know that's the the start of every scene is oh hi Whomever. Oh, hi, stop sign. You know, and and that's about that's the reaction you get, and, and you know. So then she's so she's banging around him, and it's all this intrigue and treachery because Mark's Johnny's best friend, and, and but Johnny's oblivious to it until there's like this party, and then like kind of he's rec- he starts recording her, and Johnny and Mark feels bad about it, but he keeps having sex with her, and then she says she's pregnant, boop, boop, boop and then oh, there's some broken scene about a drug dealer because there's this little kid who oddly wants to have a three-way with them i forget what the kid's name is it's not it's not it's not a mark and it's not johnny denny there you go yeah denny i think is his name this is some little kid who again wants to have a three-way with 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 johnny and lisa because who you know why not i guess right they don't thank god because this kid's like a kid i mean not like a Twelve-year-old kid, but he's like, you are know, like I don't think there's any good about this coming out of it. So, then uh, you know, and and she leaves him finally, and she says, "I'm leaving because I love Mark and I'm gonna have his baby," which she's lying about. And then he he gets a gun and blows his brains out, and then they awkwardly say, "Oh, how could you have done this to our friend Johnny, who was great at every turn?" Right? Stop sign. Me poops. That's what the stop sign replies, and then they go throw a football in tuxedos. I, It goes along fast enough. you know. I mean, again, if this is on at a party, why not? There'd be people sitting there watching it just laughing, like belly laughing at how terrible it is. And that's what it is. It's just one of those movies you, it's funny to laugh at. That's about as far as it goes, but I think they're even re-releasing it and it's been playing in midnight showings, you know. So whatever. Uh, uh, it's one of those movies, I guess, I'm not in on the joke, I didn't hate. I mean, I didn't hate this stupid thing. It just was what it is. It's just a stupid movie, and and I've seen, I've seen a lot of movies where people try, and they they look like this and they're like this, but they don't have the the street cred or the people don't love it as much. So it's kind of like, mm, all right, whatever. I don't know what it has that the other ones don't. But so there you have it. I've talked about The Room, and I will probably never talk about The Room again unless I'm on one of my other shows. And then I'll be like, oh, my God, I watched The Room. And then Promi, who's my co-host, will be like, what's that? I'll be like, it's this piece of shit. And he'll be like, huh, weird. Okay, anyway. And then we'll just start talking about other stuff, which will probably be the extent of it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's that's The Room. So and now I've officially talked about The Room. Um, oh, before I go to trailer break, I will say make sure you go to... Uh, there's, of course, there's a Facebook page for Slow Robot where I talk, you know, I, I list, put stuff up and all that kind of stuff. But I also have two other shows that are kind of get, getting pretty hot I have one called the Indie Circuit on Radio St. Pete, um, and, uh, and then I also have a new show called Saki Bama Gogo, and that's all Japanese garage punk obscure stuff. Very interesting music. Those both have Facebook pages, but I also I put a lot of links up, links to the shows. I put a lot of the, you know other stuff. So make sure if you are on social media, would you please check out those pages and you know give them a like? It would be a huge boost for my ego, and I, I need it because I'm, I'm shy and I'm mean, really soft-centered. That's not even a thing. Soft-centered? That's like a... Oh, here, I have this soft-centered nougat candy bar. That's not right. I, I meant to say I'm like, oh, I'm uh sensitive. There you go. I'm a sensitive. I'm not. Okay, here's trailers, and we come back, then we're going to talk about the real movie we're going to talk about, Fox Style from 1973.
1: Look, why don't you just tell Ann that you're not in hypnosis and you want to play poker with us? I can't do that. She'll get all pissed off. And besides, I think that the guy might actually be able to help. I mean, he did help Ann lose weight. Peter, she's anorexic. Yeah, I know. The guy's really good. When a guy called Angel cut from his back, he started a hell ride all along. He was an angel unchained. The world Angel knew was vicious because that's the way he made it. Now he wanted something different, and what he got was an unending battle for his life. Don Stroud stars as Angel, in American International's Angel Unchained. The story of a savage war between weirdo freaks on cycles and redneck straights on dune buggies. you watch as fear and hate turns a hippie commune into a slaughterhouse. You'll see a showdown at Sunup as rival gangs crash a carnival in Angel Unchained. Angel played the odds to break from the pack, and the odds broke against him. See Angel Unchained, rated GP. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Is there someone else up there we could talk to? No, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time.
3: Our planet may be doomed. Our Earth devastated. The monsters are in revolt and civilization is in chaos. Godzilla is laying waste to New York. Rodan is attacking Moscow. Manda is smashing London. And Peking trembles under the wrath of Mothra. Our battle cry must be destroy all monsters, monsters, monsters. Who can say which country or city will be next? We must unite and destroy all monsters. Is there a way to defend against Godzilla, Rodan, Manda and Mothra? The answer is no. Let our battle cry be, destroy all monsters. Be prepared. See for yourself in color from American International. Destroy all monsters. 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 This picture is rated G for general audiences. DESTROY ALL MONSTERS!
1: You're just hurting yourself with this rambunctious behavior.
0: Schizoid is a motion picture of such biting, gnawing terror, it claws at your brain. Schizoid, so mind-boggling, the following warning has been posted in the theater. Schizoid is not recommended viewing for persons with schizophrenic tendencies. Schizoid, the loss of reality. A personality split in two. It's terrifying, doctor. doctor. This, this long
2: corridor, and, and then I'm thousands the of bags. Attacking I me. I run into a room. room. A woman is there. And, and I get plenty of her energy. Tell to me, me to
0: Please.
1: Please. Let it be, not me.
0: Was it a dream Or was it real Don't miss Schizoid An American International Pictures release In color Rated R Schizoid It might even drive you Out of your mind
2: Ah, uh, sorry about that All
1: right, right, ma'am.
0: Hand over your license and registration
1: Your registration? Oh. Uh. Hurry up, meow. <laughs> sorry. Is <laughs> something funny here, boy? No. No, no. Well then why are you laughing, Mr. Larry Johnson? Alright, meow, where were we? I'm sorry, are you saying meow? Am I saying meow? I, I, th- I thought... Don't think, boy, meow, do you know how fast you were going? Now, what is so damn funny?
2: I could have sworn you said meow.
1: Do I look like a cat to you, boy? <laughs> Am I jumping around all nimbly, bimly from tree to tree? No, no. <laughs> Am I drinking milk from a saucer? <laughs> no. Well, do you see me eating mice? <laughs> hey, you stop laughing right now. Yes? Now I'm gonna have to give you a ticket on this. But... but no buts, meow. That's the law. That's
2: a funny now, is it? All right, now on to the feature presentation. I'm talking, of course, I alluded to it, 1973's Fox Style. Um, the, uh, the, the, the synopsis says, A wealthy nightclub owner struggles to reconcile his country upbringing with his city, with his city, uh, Environs? Envrons? Envrons? Never heard that. That's weird. Anyway, yeah. So uh, you know, director Clyde Houston stars Michael. Uh, writers are Michael Fox and Clyde Houston. Stars Chuck Daniels, who's done been in some stuff. Juanita Moore, who's done in a lot. She's been been in a lot of stuff. Uh, and then a couple others. <clears throat> As I said, you know, this isn't. This is a rare movie. It's not. There's not a lot about it out there. And um, I just. I, I happened upon it, um, screw, like, digging around on YouTube for obscure, weird, rare mu- movies. I always try and find interesting stuff to talk about on this show, because you don't need me to review Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. We all know they suck. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? So this is, this is I always try to find these weird things that didn't get a lot of press or don't have a lot of people talking about them, because that's what's more interesting. And I happened upon this one, and I was like, well, that's weird, you know not not a lot known about it not not a lot of stuff out there about it and after i watched it i was like well that's that's why um this isn't black exploitation this is almost like the the director or the writer was making a positive uh, uh you know like a, a movie starring lots of black actors and some white actors, not so devilish. They aren't. They, they, the, 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 the white people weren't hitting spikely levels of demonism for being white folk, but they were close, you know. And it, this was filmed in Seminole, Florida, so I always like that. I'm a, I'm in Florida since '93, so uh, you know, to me that's that's like, uh, oh, it's kind of like a throwback to my to to my homeland. Not my homeland. That's dumb. Where I live. That sounds better. I don't know. I don't know how much better. So you know, the very first scene is you see some they're they're in Texas somewhere, and this movie is very disjointed, and that's part of I think the problem. It look it's trying to be a positive, uh, like like the black all the, the people the black actors in this are people you look up to. They're they they're doing the right things. This isn't black exploitation where they're like hustling hookers and 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 you know drug deals and stuff like that. This is like and a, a businessman who's really good at doing, you know, his businesses are all thriving. He's making a lot of money, and he's kind of doing stuff right, you know. And you're like, okay, that's cool, you know, because in this time now, not now, that's that's normal now, but back in '73, not so much. It was mo- mostly like the black exploitation or the or whatever, you know. Uh, so this one is, you know, he's he starts out in Texas, and they strike oil. They're on their last they're on their last pennies, you know they're, they''re bust and they hit oil and then 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 they're rich and then they flash forward like and you don't know how far or how long or whatever, but like it looks like okay, they hit oil, he became rich, then he went into other business ventures, nightclub ownership and um you know, and he has a jet like it was a lot of the seventies trappings of what a rich person is like, and that's kind of funny to see now. I don't know if it's that much different than now, but it's the '70s. Rich, super rich had a certain sheen to them, just like the '80s. Like the '80s had their own like look of what a rich person, like a famous rich person, looked like. '70s, lots of wood paneling and sniffers of of booze, you know. So, you know, Fox is uh he's made it rich, and he's take he took the money from that, you know. A.J. Fox, Chuck Daniels, uh took the money and, and and parlayed it into more stuff, better stuff, more diverse stuff. He, so he's he's an honest-to-goodness, straight-up businessman, making tons of money and doing good for himself. Well, he gets a call from Juanita Moore. That's his mom, Haiti. Old Haiti Fox gives an emergency phone call um, to his to her, her rich son in the city. They're going to shut down the plant. Can you please come and buy the plant and keep it open? And you go, what? And that that that's like okay, um. And he's like, I will. Don't worry about it. So he you know he's in bed with some lady, and like okay, well get my lawyers together. I'm gonna go buy this plant and keep it open so Mama can have a job. And you're like, eh. but it it fine, whatever. I mean you know a a rich person would probably take care of his mom, but maybe not, and maybe she doesn't want that, and maybe she likes working there, and who cares? So now he goes there. And he, there, he doesn't. He's like out there trying to figure out why they're trying to close the plant, you know, or why, you know, why, why all of a sudden now they're closing it, and he thinks because the swampland behind it might have natural gas. Um, he, it, you know, so he, he, like the bidding starts and he just kind of like wipes them out and buys this place, and the, you know the the white bank owner it and, and jumps up and down on his hat, not really, but kind of. Uh, you know tries to block the the sale and all that kind of stuff and that doesn't happen so you know yay AJ Fox saved the day and there's a lot of there's a lot of intercut uh preacher man stuff where the preacher like the local preachers like first he's singing the praise of Fox and then you know then he's he's kind of like goes into the thing saying I demand that w- that that they're, you're there the people are working too hard in the factory they need to have time to come and give me money at the church and stuff. You're like eh, a little bit of commentary there, but not 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 nothing too much. So AJ, so AJ Fox buys Fox Style buys this plant to keep it open for Mama, and they're gonna ch- now it's you know now it's black owned, and we're gonna change things. It's gonna be better for people. So he has people working on like a new line of of clothing that'll like kind of turn the factory around and they'll be rich and you're like okay whatever that's cool i mean that's what a business owner would do not well the the place i used to work at got bought by somebody that doesn't do that they only they they just flip them so they gut them make them look bigger on paper sell them and then whoever buys them falls into a bankruptcy because there was no long-term plan where this guy is an actual business owner where he buys something and he's like oh i'll build it for the future so like I'm building it correctly that it will continue to be paid dividends and because it, it's built on a healthy foundation, you know, uh, it's a rare thing. Most people don't think that way. Most people just, just do a quick flip and don't have any long Um, so a little bit of my own personal life <laughs> inject, injected in there. Sorry, everyone. Uh, so, you know, so now, and then he goes out and he's like, why are they looking at that? And he like, and he, he, they're in the gas and some methane comes up and he lights it on fire. And he's like, Oh, that's, Man, there they must be natural gas there, but then they're like, no, that's just little pockets of it here and there. It's not no big deal. But he but he sells it that he sells that portion back to the bank and, and dupes them because the bank thinks that it is a, a natural oil reserve. So he like kind of plays them for chumps. Like he keeps the factory open for mama, but then. Plays the the white folk for chumps, and you know their greed. He uses their greed against them, which good on him, you know. And he gets his money, and then there's like some bad guys kind of involved. This is where the movie suffers a lot, cause this was kind of a s- straight up movie, but it's very disjointed and clunky. Like the editing is bad, and the other actors that the you know the the, the stars of it. Are actual actors, you know, Chuck Daniels, Juanita Moore is obviously, you know, uh, Richard Lawson, some of these guys in this movie are actual actors, but then the others are just not. And they're really clunky and really hard to act against, and you can tell, and you're like, oh, no. Um, This had something to say, but I can't hear it over the chewing of the scenery by a few of the actors. But, you know, so then just like the bad guys kind of... Twirl their mustaches and try and try and uh, create havoc, but uh, you know, Fox Style remembers his old roots, and uh, you know, I don't know, like just I don't know. I, I, like that's this is the see this is the part where I was like, oh no, how am I going to talk about this? Because one of the things that I that this film does suffer from is there's no real like arc or growth or change. Like you, you start to think, okay, the you know the city guy has now rediscovered his roots because of course he there's a love interest and of course he falls in love, uh, as kinda you know, with some with a local girl, and and you know and he's like, oh okay you know, um, she's kind of saying, well if you want to be with me, you gotta be here with me. You can't be like jet setting around in the city in your nightclubs and sleeping around you know you pick one or the other and you're like okay so he does in the very end you know says well i'm gonna stay here and be with you and you're like oh really would you i don't know you know i grew up in a small town and i moved to i wouldn't say tampa is not a huge city but it's not not a city you know what i mean like so every now and then i get in my head i'm like i'm gonna go see about moving somewhere a little bit more rural you know maybe something like wisconsin or something like that There's a couple places I want to check out and see about, but part of my concern is, could I? Uh, You know, when you live in a city long enough, everything's within five minutes or less. It's a little tough to move into the sticks, and you know, I mean, like a guy who has all these business concerns and lawyer teams of lawyers, they showed in a jet. Are you really gonna live in like, you know? The swamplands? Could you do that? Maybe. I mean, I love Conquerors All <laughs> I don't know, I guess. And you're like, well, maybe. So that was like the whole thing. Cause then it's like kinda like that was the, the 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 end of this movie was, Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna stay here in this little town and I'm gonna stay with you and we'll build this together. You know, and I'm like eh, okay. Yay, yay, I, yay, you know, whatever, I guess it was good. I thought it was a good movie and I did enjoy it. I think I enjoyed it mostly just for the setting and the time period, you know. Again, if you listen to this show long enough, you know, you know when we talk about like movies from the 60s and 50s and sometimes you look at the stuff in the background and you look at how things are framed and how things like progress and you can tell the time period and sometimes it's kind of cool. Sometimes it's kind of not. Sometimes it's really you know, crappy. But you know, this is one that was very seventies. Uh, just under the radar. I don't know why it never got any traction that I could tell. I you know, I searched around online trying to find out more information about it, trying to find out more about it's just those little like kind of a blip. It, it came and went and you know, it's just this seventies movie. Um you know, a positive black film. That's what it says underneath it. It says Fox style, a positive black film and has him on the front, and has, like, a jet on the... This is a poster, of course. This, you know, he's like a jet... Lear, like, not a Learjet, but his private jet, and, you know, and there's a girl in a bikini. You're like, okay, that's... It's got it all there, but... Eh, you know. I couldn't, in good faith, say this is a great movie, but I didn't dislike it either. I would come... I mean, this to me comes in, like, right around a six and a half, maybe a seven, depending if you're in the mood for something like this. You know, like... So it's very definitely watchable and it definitely has a decent storyline. It has a good some you know, some good characters in it, it has some you, you root for this guy. One of the things I didn't care for was it it, it suffers from like that wily e. coyote thing. Like AJ Fox is the Roadrunner. And if you watch if you watch Roadrunner the cartoon, or maybe like Tom and Jerry, well, The Coyote never gets, he, like, the Roadrunner never gets his comeuppance, you know. Tom never kind of gets the mouse. Not to kill it, I'm not saying kill the mouse, but never, ever kind of causes any damage. He's just the continual butt of the joke, and that's one of the things where I was like, well, no one ever stressed out A.J. Fox, like, no one ever made that character uh, have concern or or caused any like actual like uh-oh this is serious stuff i better get on get on it you know and when you watch those kind of movies you will it it is a, it, it's kind of like okay well the character has to get beat up at some point but he doesn't and that's like oftentimes like even even like in some of the shafts and there are some of those movies like that where you know, they they get they get beat up a little bit or they get something gets taken from them something gets they get hurt in a way you know a a loved one gets kidnapped or killed or whatever or or a couple guys jump him and they hit him over the head with a bat you know and something like that and you're like okay well there you go you know he's they've come back from adversity and continue along their journey their their path of revenge or whatever and uh this was one where it was just kind of like no no we're not gonna do any of that we're just gonna he's gonna just keep Roadrunnering all over the place and Wile E. Coyote the, our poor white Wile E. Coyote is just going to keep putting up the free birds eating signs and getting an anvil in the back of the head but again m- minor complaint not every movie is uh, you know, going to have all that kind of stuff in it I thought it was fun I liked it quite a bit so there you have it a quick recap The Room no AJ, uh, Fox style yes you know good stuff so there you have it. All right, we'll be back next week. I don't know what I'm going to dig out. I'll try and find something a little bit livelier than these two. And de- like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Slow Robot A Go Go, Show 303. We'll see you next week with more B-Movie shenanigans.
1: He hates these cans! <laughs> Stay away from the cans! Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got.
0: you. Mm-hmm.